Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. I'm Franny Benali, and you're listening to In That Number. And then they lift one over the top for Danny Ings. He's in the box. Oh, to his left. Good, brilliant. Oh, it's a fantastic goal for Danny Ings. He's done it again. Here comes Ward-Prowse. Oh, it's fantastic. Hello and thank you for listening to In That Number. I am your host, Ray Hunt. You can find me on Twitter at RayHunt84. My co-host, Kevin Milverton, at Moscow Mush. You can follow the show at Number Podcast. Subscribe, rate, review. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and if you would like to drop us a line, send us an email to InThatNumberPodcast at gmail.com. On with the show. Welcome back to another episode of In That Number. I hope you are all keeping safe and staying home, and I hope you've missed us dearly. We have some exciting episodes coming up in the next few weeks, but for now, you're stuck with us three. So let's check in with my teammates, the Moscow Mush, Kevin Milverton, and our resident Statman, Statman Steve. How are you, chaps? Grant. Grant, good. And Steve? I'm doing very well, thank you. Good, good. Um, have you both done the old uh, quarantine cut on the hair? I have. You have? Oh, uh, have you seen it on Instagram? Uh, I may have done, actually. <laughs> I went for grade three all over. Nice. <laughs> yes. Oh, nice. I, can't imagine, I can't imagine Kev doing that, though. Just leaving the beard. Yeah, no, it won't be. <laughs> that would be terrible. Yeah. Oh, then, you, no, then you definitely would look like Tyson Chandler then, Kev. <laughs> A white Tyson Chandler. Yeah. yeah. Um... <laughs> No, I'm going the opposite. I'm trying to. I'm growing a um, a, a lockdown beard. Nice. Uh, yeah, I was intending to grow it even before this all started, and um, yeah, it's coming on quite nicely. 
So. I have actually seen the, 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 the uh, we actually had a call this morning, didn't we? And I've seen it. It's looking very good. I'm jealous. Probably. You all know what you have to do. <laughs> but yeah, the hair definitely needs a cut. And uh, I think I might have to um, let my wife with a pair of scissors at it. Ooh. Ooh. I'd never do that. Um, anyway, uh, have you missed this at all? I mean, because the last recording was 15th of March. Wow. That's six weeks ago. Hmm. I mean, I haven't, I haven't missed the whole editing process, but I've definitely missed chatting to you two, and it, and it feels odd, like like trying to get back into the swing of things. And I do have to be honest, you know, I haven't been keeping up with the news as much as I normally would, you know, especially regarding the Premier League. Um, and it's been yeah, quite away from my thoughts as well. I don't really, I haven't really been thinking about it. But yeah, um, I took a little break. I think when the lockdown started, I thought that was quite nice. And then, yeah, got back into the stats. But, yeah, I've definitely missed it. Um, yeah, the other day I was watching the Saints Pompey Rewind, so that was a good memory to look back on. <laughs> oh, is that, the two, is that the 2003 one? No, no, it's, it's the one from um, earlier in the season, the 4-0 oh, battle. Oh, OK. No, because there's a there's one on Sky that's come up, um, the, the Harry Redknapp era that's come up as a as a watch that I haven't actually got back to yet, but I will do. So, yeah. Um, firstly, then, we'll go, we'll go Kev. Um, can you tell us, like, about the lockdown in Russia? Um, yeah. Well, I mean, we're about uh, 10 days behind you in terms of the local epidemic. So, I mean, you started your lockdown, um, when was it? You said... About 20th of March, I believe. 20th, Yeah. Um, so yeah, the president came out on the 25th and announced that um, from the 30th until the 12th, yeah, 30th of March until the 12th of April was going to, where they were going to be like public holidays essentially. Um, and I was doing most of my work online anyway. But yeah, that weekend, the weather was quite nice, like it is at the moment. And um, everyone went out for a picnic, you know, for a public holiday. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Go out, nice barbecue in the park and everything. Well, I mean, it wasn't an official lockdown, but apparently the mayor wasn't particularly pleased about um, people's reaction to that announcement. Because, yeah, it wasn't really... It could You could in, interpret it not as a, a you know, official lockdown, stay, stay at home or else. It was just, you know probably be a good idea if you stayed at home but then yeah the, the following week they announced um, a lockdown from that Monday and we've been like that ever since it's been extended since until the end of the month um, and there's public holidays that were supposed to be after that anyway so I mean I think for the next few weeks we're probably going to be locked down but yeah, I mean, so we, I said we're 10 days behind you in terms of the local epidemic, but the numbers haven't been as half as scary as what's been coming out of the UK, um, thankfully, I suppose. Um, but yeah, Moscow's the epicentre of it. I think at least half of the cases have um, been coming out of Moscow for the whole of Russia. But um, yeah, I think today and a few days ago, there were more recoveries than uh, recorded, you know, official cases. So... Um, I guess things kind of, yeah, at least levelling off, if not looking up. So you've reached your peak already? I wouldn't say we've reached a peak, but, yeah, I think things are looking like they're stabilising. You know, if we're on a two, three-week lag, then clearly the lockdown's working, and it's now the second week, I'm going to say, that we've 
had uh, an electronic kind of system if you want to use any form of transport if you want to drive your own car go on public transport or take a taxi you need to register online and get a special digital pass right. they scan scan in um, so yeah it's kind of stopped people you know winging it I suppose um, but you can still go out and walk um, not more or less wherever you want but wherever you need to go if you need to go to the pharmacy or the shop or whatever yeah yeah, it's pretty much the same here. Yeah, um, but but on a personal note, what have you been doing with your time? I know. I mean, I know. I know you're an incredibly hard worker, and you you're still continuing to work through this crisis. And I don't know. You must be working even harder these days. That's <laughs> absolutely right. Yeah. yeah um, I mean, you, I mean, most of your work was. I say most of your work was online, but it wasn't. Mm. But now, I guess it all has to be. Yeah, I mean, when I last talked to you, I think um, I was quite busy then, and I've got even busier since. I think with you know everyone's at home, the schools have been out um, for a long time now. Uh, more people are at home; they've got more time for um, for lessons, and yeah, the parents maybe actually see what their children are up to and start to panic that they might not pass the exams in the summer or whatever. Um, but yeah, that and the translations kept me very, very busy uh, for the last uh, four or five weeks. So yeah, I haven't really ha- had the chance even, I haven't been on Twitter at all. So yeah, it's maybe a good thing there's no football, yeah, I wouldn't have time for it. Taking a break from that, but yeah. I mean, you are an essential, you're, you're supplying an, an essential service now. I say we were anyway, but people are going to be turning to people like you, so yeah. Well, I suppose so. Um, but yeah, I mean, being at home all this time, um, do you remember our um, neighbour who decided to to drill away on a I Sunday? Do. I, I do. I can't, I can't remember the episode number, but it was when we had Greg Kaplan on, wasn't it? That's right. He found that hilarious. He was drilling, yeah. But it turns out he's a serial driller and decided that... Um, <laughs> Whilst we're on a stay-at-home order, that's the best time whilst everyone's uh, working and um, studying at home. It's the best time to drill the fuck out of his bathroom um, <laughs> for literally hours on end. So, um, like Liam Neeson in that film, yeah, I, I hunted him down <laughs> and put a stop to it. <laughs> I love it, I love it. And what's the outcome? Um well, yeah, he did um, ignore our first warnings, but we sent the police round, and uh, yeah, he hasn't been drilling since. <laughs> I like it, I like it. Well done, Kev. Good work all round. Um, now, all I'm hearing and seeing about in this time of lockdown is, like, people are discovering, like, that they've, they've got new talents, and they're trying their hand at something different. Um, and there, I read about this guy who'd learnt to play guitar, and he's learning a new language. I haven't done any of that. Um, Kev... Have you been trying a new skill at all? Um, I mean, I've been keeping up my um, languages um, with what little time I have. Um, yeah, listening to the odd podcasts and other languages while I'm doing a washing up or whatever. And, uh, yeah, keeping up on Duolingo with some of the fringe languages, but I haven't really had time for anything else. Yeah, that seems weird, doesn't it, when we're, you've got nothing but time on your hands now. It's... um. You, you're taking on more work and you find you haven't got time to do the things that you want to but yeah um, I'm fine by the way since you ask um, yes <laughs> how's, how's it been for you <laughs> apart from wanting to kill your wife <laughs> yeah um, well I've changed my hours at work um, because obviously the bread needs to go out an earlier time people aren't aren't shopping as much they're just ordering it online and stuff like that which is fine so I'm, I'm on a night shift 
I'm getting home at 8 o'clock in the morning and I'm doing some school work with the kids, which is nice because I've kind of like got a routine. So I come home from work and the first thing I do is we do we do a bit of drawing, um, we do a bit of maths, we do a bit of spelling, a bit of geography and stuff like that. And then um, you teach the kids as well. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it's been quite good in that sense that I can actually take control of it. And Gemma's been helping with that as well. But I was, I was on holiday last week or the week after Easter. It was last week, wasn't it? Yeah. And... It was difficult. So I do sympathise with people that are stuck indoors all the time and they're, or they're working from home, they can't get, get out. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm quite lucky in that regard that I do get to go out and I am mostly 80% of the time working by myself. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, that's quite pleasing, I suppose. And I, I have, I've caught up with a few, like, Netflix shows and stuff like that. I've watched a bit of old sport, which is driving my wife crazy. Um, but, you know... She she knew what she was getting into when she married me, so it's her fault. But um, yeah, it's I, I'm 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 lucky in that regard anyway. So you know we, we've heard we've heard about the lockdown in Russia and England, but how about Essex? <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know if it's that much different. <laughs> but, um, Has there been a, a shortage of uh, fake tan? <laughs> been stuck by it, People are just outraged because they can't get their. Uh, can't get that tan. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> but yeah, have you have you do you have an isolation towel for us, or is there any new skills that you fancy mastering? Yeah, it's uh, it's been an odd one for me. Um, yeah, I started a new job this week, so that's been that's been interesting. Starting work from home, um, but yeah, luckily everyone's been really nice, and um, yeah, that's the kind of beauty of having technology you can just video call people and um you know share screens that kind of thing so oh, i must admit it was a bit sort of odd um knowing that i was going to be starting a new job as the lockdown um has been in progress but um yeah no i've i've uh i've been doing okay um i've actually started learning some german so again some more duolingo wunderbar so yeah i know things like food and animal now food and animals oh, now so do you know what a true story i got an a star in german oh really mm. nice yeah. oh, right. i did as well i know oh. <laughs> i was copying you <laughs> that's really true <laughs> yeah uh, we, had, we had a lot of fun in that. house of carbon <laughs> I just randomly was um sonst noch etwas? Yeah, not etwas. Yeah, <laughs> it was a beautiful day. <laughs> that was like year eight, wasn't it? Christ, <laughs> God, those were the days. Hey, anyway, have you been using Duolingo, Steve? I, yeah, I am. Yeah, using Duolingo. Um, it's good. Huh? Yeah, I've been kind of doing it the last two, three weeks. Just absolutely been trying to hammer it away, get the XP up, and the, the leaderboard thing's quite competitive, I find. Yeah, I'll have to add you. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Oh, Kev, Kev will wipe the floor with everyone because he's got like about 12 languages on the go well yeah, it's only on current progress isn't it so that's cool that's cool that's good that's, that's good that you're learning a new language and stuff yeah um, congratulations on the new job as well thanks mate cheers not an easy thing to do yes yeah. definitely definitely um, right I guess all we can do for this episode because you can't talk about the games obviously is we can just talk a little bit of news that's been going on um, as I said before, when we started, well, when we, our last recording was the 15th of March, and we were unsure when or if the season will return. 
Yeah, we are still none the wiser. And I mean, and last I heard, all 20 clubs remain committed to finishing this. And originally, they wanted the season completed by the 30th of June to avoid like player contract disputes. But this is looking more and more likely not to happen. I think. I don't know. But, I don't agree. But, but, yeah, so you don't, but I do. I, I'm now thinking the season won't at all. I, I'm, I'm 60-40 to avoid it. Um, and we've seen the Dutch league was cancelled the other day. And no, no champions, no promotions, no relegations, whatever. Um, I know you said about the German league, Kev. Yeah. Returning sooner than well, us. And, Bundesliga is mean, officially going to open on the 9th of May. Is that official? Yeah, behind closed doors. See, I don't know. I can't. I don't believe this is going to happen for us, to be honest. Um, Steve, where do where do you see? What do you see with this? Yeah, again, I think uh, I'm I'm kind of leaning more towards just completely voiding the season. But it's it'd just be a shame if that happens because yeah, as we've seen, kind of in the the Dutch league, um, I think it's the League Two leaders. They were 11 points clear, and just like that. They're just not going to be promoted now. So horrible, horrible. Yeah, yeah, it's unfair. But yeah, there's there's bigger things than football right now. But yeah, absolutely, yeah, it's a shame. But you do you do have to feel for teams like that. I mean, that would have been. I mean, I can imagine how much that would have done for them financially. And just to call it quits is just like it would just be like a glorified friendly the whole season, and it's just it isn't fair, is it? But as you said, Steve, it's, there's more important things going on. Yeah, but I mean, it's, it's not an either-or. I mean, football's going to commence at some point, and it really isn't fair on the other teams. I'd say if you're going to cancel anything, cancel the season that hasn't even started yet. Oh, I'm with you, Kev. I am. I just don't... I'm, let me get this straight. I'm not saying we should void the season. I'm saying this is where I believe it's going. But, yeah, I, think... I would much rather... Let, let the next season suffer just to get this one finished, because it isn't fair on the teams that have done so well this season. I mean, you look at teams in the championship as well that have done so well, like Leeds and, and West Brom, have to have another go at it. I mean, people like West, uh, like Watford would be relieved, sure. But then you think about Liverpool as well. It's, it's not fair on them. No, I think that there's too much at stake. Liverpool aren't going to take a decision like that lightly, um, nor will the other teams. You know, they've got a lot of money riding on it and, you know, they've all got legal teams to present a challenge and that would embroil us. I mean, to go to the court of arbitration of the sport and, um, yeah, really put us into a, a difficult situation that's not going to end quickly. And I think that can all be still avoided. Um, but yeah, a decision does have to be made within the next couple of weeks. Um, the remaining fixtures, I mean, how long would you need to play them? Say five, six weeks? Yeah, maybe you could do it in five weeks and, you know, a week or two for training. So you're looking at a mid-May start, no later. So, and that they need advance warnings. So, yeah, I mean, if they were to complete the season by the 30th of June, like you said, they'd need to be going at it in the next couple of weeks. And then, having, having said that, you're finishing the season in that amount of time with the amount of games they've got. It's going to be tough. It is going to be tough. But the good thing about it is, is that all 20 clubs remain... You know, they're all singing from the same hymn sheet. They all want, to, you know, they are committed to finishing it, which is nice because not one club have said, no, come on, let's cancel it. Mm. So it, they, they are, you know, in the right direction in that sense. But I can't see an end to it and unless you're Donald Trump, of course, who thinks it's going to be tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, just inject them all with bleach and um, stick them in the sunlight. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> 
I can't believe that. I really cannot believe that. Oh, oh it's, it kind of pains me because I'm supposed to go into America in September, so I don't know if that's going ahead yet, and oh. especially what Trump's doing. <laughs> yeah, it does make you worry, doesn't it? Um, right, let, let's um, let's talk about Saints in in this time. We, of course, were the first to announce that the players will defer part of their salaries up to June and won't be using the government's furlough scheme during April, May and June. Some clubs, however, chose not to do so. I won't mention any names, but Liverpool were one of them. <laughs> um, Newcastle and Norwich as well. But guys, what... Oh, and Spurs as well. Like, why, why do you think Liverpool and Spurs chose to do this? It's got greedy fuckers at the top. My only thinking behind this was that they figured the rest of the league would take advantage of this scheme as well, and then they ended up with egg on their faces. I mean, you can understand, like, Bournemouth and, and Norwich doing so. Yeah. But Liverpool... I mean, I know... OK, let's get this straight. They, they have reversed their decision, but what was their thinking behind it, Steve? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I was so surprised by Spurs because they, they're earning so much money at the moment, and um, it just... Yeah, doesn't really make any sense, does it? Like, you kind of... Putting um, your non-playing staff in furlough, yeah, you've got all this money slots in reserve. It just doesn't make any sense. Um, right. And yeah, I agree with you. You know, the kind of teams towards the bottom of the table, um, you know, they're not probably not getting so much revenue coming in. Um, it makes sense, but yeah, it doesn't it doesn't really sit well with me. And I don't, I don't. I think when football does return, those clubs will probably get a lot of stick by fans. I mean, they do anyway, don't they? I mean, Liverpool get enough, but I mean, yeah, rightly so as well. Yeah, it's got good PR for them, is it? Um, <clears throat> I, yeah, I, I, I don't understand it either. Um, but yeah, like you said, maybe they were just one of the first clubs they assumed that everyone was going to do it, or maybe you know there was a kind of conference call with all the all the um, directors, and they said, oh yeah, no, no, we're gonna we're gonna. Um, use the government's uh, furloughing scheme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Liverpool. You, if you, well, you're the top in the table. You announced it first, and then um, Liverpool did that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sat back and went, Ooh, no, April Fool. <laughs> April Fools. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I may be biased in this, but I, I believe that Southampton Football Club have handled this perfectly, and it does make you proud of them. And then Warprouse mentioned, you know, it wasn't about being the first to do it. It was um, it was just done with a purpose, with care, consideration of how their actions would impact the club and the community. So, yeah, it makes you proud that everything that they've done has been, in my opinion, has been perfect. They couldn't have dealt with it any other way. For sure. Yeah, and I think, um, yeah, probably shout out as well to Ryan Bertram, because I know that he um, was quite instrumental in kind of having those talks. And um, I've kind of read that. Hoiberg as well was pretty supportive so um, yeah I, th- I think it's just it's brilliant all the kind of players have um, um, had these talks and it's it's yeah it's, it's brilliant I'm, I'm a big fan of it yeah the other work that the Saints Foundation um, have been doing as well everything that I've seen coming out of the club this month has yeah made me very proud to be a Southampton fan yeah and it's not just the current players, it's like Matt, uh, Matt Letizia, James Beatty volunteering yeah. their services, the Saints Foundation distributing food well. yeah and Franny of course, yeah, I mean, distributing food across the city, it's great to see them get stuck in again, so yeah, everyone seems to be doing well, like Musa Gineppo donated thousands back to his homeland of Mali, I think he sent 3,000 over, which has helped them massively, so yeah and, and as you mentioned Kev, Franny at it again, uh, and this time he's uh He's going to run a marathon around his back garden. So the, the garden marathon I made for Saints Foundation and, and the NHS 
um, and he will attempt to do this on Sunday, the 26th of April. Uh, but yeah, what a guy. So yeah, if you do want to donate, please do it. Yeah. I don't know where to find it. It's, a, it's great. But he's, he just doesn't, doesn't stop running, does he? Fair play, sir, friend. Um, Steve, so I wanted to talk to you about. We had, we had a bit of a discussion about it during the week, and you uh, you kind of told me that it wasn't true. Was the um, I mean, I heard this, and I've since no, I know that it isn't true. So the Daily Echo are reporting anyway. But Gao has apparently knocked fifty million pounds off the asking price. Yeah, that's right. Um, I kind of saw it on a lot of fan pages on Twitter and Instagram that Gao had knocked off fifty million. Um, from his asking price, and then later on in the day, later on in the day, the Daily Echo were reporting that he still um, wanted to sell it for 250 million. So um, I'm not really sure, but the thing is, he is looking to sell the club. So is that good news? I think potentially it could be. <laughs> I, think it, I think it is personally, yeah. And as you say, like he, he was asking for 250, and I believe he paid Casarina 210 for it. Right, and, okay. and of course she retains that twenty percent stake. Um, but it's just Gao. If this is all is is true, then he's just trying to make money. And in, in the in this time, is it's not going to work, mate. It's, it's yeah. not the best time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're buying a club in the middle of this is yeah. Sale, sale of the century. Yeah, I I just don't really understand Gao. I was I was looking at the financials from last year and. One of the kind of headlines was that he's not put any money in, but he's not taken any out. So it's yeah, sort of what's, what's he doing? What's, yeah, what's the point? <laughs> Makes no sense. No, I understand that people buy clubs. It's more of a passion project, isn't it, to buy a football club? Mm. I mean, like Mike Ashley, I guess. But you're never yeah, going to make the money Glazers. from it. Or the Glazers, yeah, you're never going to make money from it. And the Glazers bought Man United with money they didn't even have anyway. I mean, I think it was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that just won the Super Bowl. And I thought, right, let's put that money straight into a football club. Another one. And, uh, yeah, look at that. Yeah. So I, I, don't, I don't get it. You, take, you haven't taken any money out and you're not putting any money in. What's the purpose? What are you trying to achieve from this? Because most owners will say when they, when they buy a club is they want, they want to see a natural progression. But what's his, what's his aim? What's his goal? I don't, I don't know. You're not going to get yeah. that progression if you're keeping things as they are. I mean, Cortese and um, Lipe had a five-year plan, didn't they? Exactly. Uh, and we haven't heard anything, really, from him. Although... Lipe, I mean, Gao's just got a, a, a five-year plan to make £30 million. And that's it. It's... Yeah, well, I mean, good luck to him for that. But, I mean, for all that, um, the club have come out and said that, yeah, Gao's committed to um, sustaining the club financially during this crisis... Um, so that the club does have the money to um, pay all the staff. So, I mean, that's one good thing, I suppose. Yeah. Okay, yeah. We do need to mention that, yeah. Um, Elianusi has spoken out about his future. Have you seen this this interview at all, guys? I have, I yeah. I haven't. Oh, okay. Well, reports suggesting that he will return and fight for his place. Because okay. he, still has, he still has three years left on his contract. Um, and he said, you know, I want to show a better side of myself than what I have done. I hope to go back and fight for a place next season. Does that just sound like a generic answer to you? Or, you know, is that generally what he believes? I think maybe, kind of judging on the season he's had with Celtic, he got off to a really good start. I think that's probably had an impact on it. He's seen that he can still play to a good level. And Injuries. he can... 
Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, that's very true. <laughs> um, but hopefully, you know, bring some of his form back to Southampton. And I know that in the wide positions, we've kind of missed that really through injuries. Um, we've had Buffal injured, we've had Gineppo injured, Redmond too. Um, so yeah, I think he could come back and do a job. Personally, like, I'd like hmm. to see someone like Josh Sims come back and, um, show some of the form. Um, they were playing in, in the kind of latter half of last season. Um, sure. but yeah, I think, I think it's a, it's a good thing. Um, but I, yeah, I just hope he can kind of kick on. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I hope, I hate to think that he's just had a microphone shoved in his face and said, like, you know, what do you think um, about Saints and all that? And he's just come up with an, an answer that he wants to, you know, make the fans happy. But uh, the way I see it is the fact that he has got three years left on his contract. We paid quite a bit of money for him. What was it? Um, 16 million quid, was it? As opposed to putting him on the market and getting, you know, like 10 million, whatever for him, if that, I would rather let him come back and try and have a go and see what we've got with him. As long as he's like a, he knows his role and he knows he's not going to get first team football, he comes back and gives it a go, comes in and has a good performance, fine. I'm, I'm okay to keep him for however long we need rather than take a cut on him, to be honest. I'd rather just let him have a go. Because there are yeah. some players, there are some players that I would think, you know, I don't mind taking a loss on that, like Wesley Hoot. Just, just get him out of the car, I don't <laughs> yeah. care. And Carrillo. yeah, just say, look, I don't want to be, I don't want you in this team. I would rather give Elianusi a chance than take a cut on him, because I do think he has, I, I still, I still believe in him a little bit. Yeah, I mean, we've seen that it has worked before. Um, I mean, with Buffal, I mean, he seems to be a better player under Harrison Hoogle than he was under Mark Hughes. Um, but yeah, we can't really say that the new manager effect may be a different style would suit him because, um, yeah, he was pretty awful um, from what we've seen of him. I, I don't know that he's improved, but if he wants to prove himself, I mean, yeah, you know, get out there and train, do your thing. And I think... Now is the time if he does want to prove himself because I'm I'm not I don't think that we're going to be particularly active in the transfer market because um, it's going to be you know a bit of a bloodbath when football gets back underway. Um, could have a, a short transfer window or no transfer window at all. You know, just open um, selling and buying. Um, yeah, the price. Yeah, and the market, I mean, there's not going to be a huge amount of money in football. What The kind of signings that we've seen um, before, that those big money signings are going to be a thing in the past. Yeah, that might be a good thing. So, yeah, but again, that might that might cause some complacency at some time. I think we just need to continue being wise, really. Um, I've, I've read a few reports saying that Harsen Hootel could be interested in bringing Kyle Walker-Peters in on a permanent. So yeah, I heard this, I think, yeah. Yeah, so although he's actually only played one game, um, I thought it was quite encouraging um, from what I saw. And I know he's 23 now, so he's kind of entering that stage of his career where he wants, you know, regular football. So I don't think that could necessarily be a bad thing. and We're kind of lacking in those fullback positions too. Um, is there anything else you guys want to talk about? Because I think that is about it. Good highlight. Um, Shane Long, um, his fastest goal was a few days ago. Exactly one year ago, and uh, that was a beautiful moment. So I just yes. wanted to highlight that. <laughs> and at the anniversary of the quick go, I did see it. Yeah, that was um, it's nice. It's always nice to see that. Good times. Kevin, 
Anything else you want to say? No, I don't, you know, that I have not really been um, keeping up to date on all the latest news on football because I kind of assumed that there wasn't really any and that nothing was happening and um, I kind of kept myself ignorant that way. Yeah, me too, mate, me too. But, yeah, I think with this um, podcast, I think we need at least one podcast a month to kind of keep our football brains alive. Yeah. Mm. yeah, and speaking of keeping your brain switched on, I have a little quiz for you. Seeing as quizzes are all the rage at the moment, I thought I would challenge you two guys to a quick fire five questions. Um, okay. But okay. Actually, why don't we, right, and when you know the answer, just shout mm. your name out because I'm always going, oh, who was that? Was that Kev or was that Steve? So if we could do mm. that. Our so voice is that similar? Yeah, no, but if you do it at the same time, it's kind of like I can't, I can't tell which one it was. I don't see how this is going to make much of a difference either. But, but yeah, we'll do it anyway. Okay. So why don't we both have a different, different chant, and uh, <clears throat> maybe one of us could say we hate Pompey, and the other one say. Because <laughs> I'm not going to know who said that. I'm not. Gonna <laughs> well, no, we no, we both say the same thing, like a buzzer. <laughs> Just say your name. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin. Okay, yeah. Uh, the the quiz is going to be on the year 2010 in world football. Whoa. Blimey. So, yeah, Steve, you would have been, what, 10? 15. <laughs> oh, 15. <laughs> okay. Kevin might have a bit of an advantage here, then. I didn't really think about that. Um, if, if it's a World Cup, I actually devoured the South Africa World Cup, so... Oh, there here is, we go. There may be. Right, are you guys ready? Yeah. That's okay. the last season I was back in England as well. It was. Okay, so the first question on 2010. Who won the World Cup? Steve. The Spain. Steve didn't win the World Cup. But yeah. Spain. I thought we were shouting our names out. Yeah, we were. I'm joking. Steve <laughs> says it. So Steve gets the first choice. Who was it? Uh, it was Spain. It was Spain. Sorry, that was just fun. I didn't really see that coming. Who won the World Cup? Steve. I won. <laughs> Brilliant. Well done, Steve. One point to you. Right. Who won the Champions League 2009-10? Steve. Go on. Was it Inter Milan? It was Inter Milan. Yeah. Kevin, pull your socks up. Can't get bummed here, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Who won the Premier League 2009-10? Kevin. Kevin. United. It wasn't United, no. No. Ah. Is that automatic to me? Steve, yeah, what do you reckon? Um, I think it was Chelsea, wasn't it? It was Chelsea, well done, Kev. <laughs> so <laughs> so you've, lo- you've lost this quiz now. Uh, for a bonus yeah. point, who finished bottom of the league that year? Steve. Um, Norwich? It wasn't Norwich, Kev. Um, Wigan? No, it was Pompey. Woohoo! <laughs> Brilliant stuff. Um, so that's 3 0. Uh, okay, so Saints were in League One in 2009-10, but where did they finish? Steve. Go on. Oh, wait, I'm trying to work the maths. Um, second? No. Wow. Okay, so um, that season. Okay, did we, did we just miss the playoffs? Um, <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh. It was seventh. Well done, Kev. <laughs> Excellent. It was League One minus ten. Years mixed up, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Was, that's right, well done. Um, and last question. Who was the leading scorer that season? Kevin. Go on. Ricky. It was Ricky Lambert. For a bonus, how many did he score? So make it level. Steve. 
24. Oh, oh it wasn't 24. Ah. Oh. 21. No, it was 35. Oh, what a machine. That's all, that's all competitions, by the way. I should have, I should have said uh-huh. that. Uh, that's what I was thinking, yeah. But yeah, I'm going to have to check that now. How many goals he scored in the league? Because what did you say first, Steve? 24. If it's 24. <laughs> um, I'll take that. I think Steve's won in any case, hasn't he? <laughs> no, because it would have been... Well, he would have done, yeah, but I'm just curious. Who, who's closest? Right. Yeah. So you said 24, and Kevin, I what did I you said say? 21. Okay. When the Saints... uh, it was 29 in the league, actually. Ah, so I'm closer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you win anyway, wow. Steve. Well done. Awesome. Um, now, at the, at the end of this quiz, I'm going to just do a little club link, right? So I'm going to name the clubs... And you're going to name who the player is, possibly. If you don't get it, I will. I'm, I'm going to send it out to our um, to our listeners on Twitter. See if anyone can get this. Okay. So, Norwich City. Kevin. <laughs> you don't have to do that now. Uh, okay. <laughs> but go on then. Who are you thinking? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Brad <right>. Freedom. <laughs> Okay, anyway, this is a Saints player, Kev. So, so Norwich, to Saints, to Leicester, to Leeds, to Cheltenham Town, and then finally, Rochester Rhinos in the US League. Oh, oh, that's hard. It's it's a tough one. Say that again. Norwich City, Southampton, Leicester City, Leeds United, Cheltenham Town, Rochester Rhinos. Having got Scooby. I think it's going to be like a late nineties. I mean, I could gi- I could give you the years, but I don't know if you're going to if you're still going to get it. I, I suppose I could. Um, and then if if you don't get it, like I said, I'll put it on Twitter. So if you do have any idea who this player is, our, our listeners, all two of you, um, yeah, let us know. So it was Norwich City from ninety six to two thousand and three, and then mm. the Southampton years two thousand and three to two thousand six. That is all I'm going to say. So Norwich, Southampton, Leicester, Leeds, Cheltenham Town, Rochester Rhinos. Any ideas, give us an email, hit us up on Twitter, and yeah, let us know. Um, Okay, so uh, Russian phrase, Kev. Do we have a Russian phrase? Oh, we do, yeah. Ah, good. So, um, yeah, we should be um, telling people to stay healthy. Um, but interestingly, um, the word for to become ill is the same uh, word they use to support or to root for if you're American. Um, oh. So um, yeah, balit means to be ill and to support at the same time. So okay. yeah, if you're going to be doing that, only be supporting the Saints. Don't be ill. Support. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, 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 I'm with you. So yeah, balit toikas and nashach. Jesus Christ. Bolitia tolko zanasha. Bolitia tolko zanasha. Bolitia tolko zanasha. Bolito koisanasha. I can't say it. That's really oh. tough. <laughs> but yeah, Bolitia means, um, yeah, I, I can at the same time either um, support or uh, be ill. Or the opposite, actually, yeah. Bolitia. Tolko zanasha. Yeah, that's 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 really tough. There you go. There's a tough times, tough times, man. Yes, you're right. Um, I think yeah, as I say, I think that's about it this week. Um, so it was nice, nice, you know, quick one just to get back into the swing of things again. Um, and I just want to end and saying thank you to the wonderful NHS 
and all the staff and all the key workers, actually. You're all doing a fantastic job. Backbone of the nation right now. Um, and everybody, please stay safe. Stay home. Do your bit. Keep your hands clean as well. I guess until next time, up the NHS and up the Saints. Exactly. Up the NHS, up the Saints. Up the NHS, up the Saints. Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.